live from the semifinals of Mixed Rhythmic Podcasting, it's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Ooh. Yes. I keep tripping over this ribbon and it's pissing me off, but I'm going to meddle anyway. I stuck the closing. I kicked the ball. Raise your voice. My, my hula hoop. You know, it was good for like five to ten seconds, and then I, I kind of lost it. But you know, I think, uh, this time I get to lie. throw clubs instead of yeah. carrots. I'm so happy. Wow. I know, violent, right? Yes. Who knew? Clubs? Did you say clubs? In rhythmic gymnastics? Yeah. They're like yeah. giant bowling pins. Yeah. Huh. They're called clubs. Isn't that Cirque du Soleil? No, it's rhythmic also? gymnastics. It's one no. of the it's what's one the, of the disciplines. What's the difference? What's the difference? Other than Quebec doesn't meddle. <laughs> uh, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast. The podcast that is so happy for the women's team. Yay! Yay! Yay, 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 yay. Or at least I am. Um, on this week's show, we celebrate the achievement by the women's team. Talk about the great match, albeit losing, that the men played versus Mexico. Uh, get into some TFC talk and more. And now this week's panel. Biking Wild Man, say hello to Duncan Fletcher. Biking Wild Man? What? Oh, Biking Wild Man. Biking. I heard Viking. I heard with a V. I heard, no, it's definitely Viking. <laughs> <laughs> run with it. Run with it, Duncan. <laughs> yes. I, uh, what? I, nope, I is, that what Mike, is that what Viking said? <laughs> no, I'm maybe getting things mixed up. It's like, uh, Hagar the, uh, what's his name? Hagar the Horrible or whatever it is in the cartoons. Oh, Hagar the Horrible. Uh, hey, yeah, fair. I fair. feel like he said that. Um, hmm. Hmm. Anyhow, uh, yes, Viking <laughs> album. I went to the Viking Museum in York. It was, oh. It was dope. oh, see, there you York. go. I think you York mean Vic. Jorvik. I do mean uh-huh. Jorvik, it's true. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but yes, anywho, uh, yeah. Yay. Say hello. Say hello, Duncan. No. Hello. <laughs> um, excited to be heading to his first handies match. Welcome, Mark Hinckley. Oh, yeah. I've got gloves and sanitizer. I'm going to get all up in that handy shit. Mm. Are you going to a football <laughs> match, too? If, I, if there's time. <laughs> Only if there's time. Is, is, yeah, is, is that sanitizer or is that lube, Mark? <laughs> Um, well, you start, you start with the sanitizer, then you get the lubricating sanitizer. sanitizer. Oh, that, lube, shit, that, 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 that goes sideways after about three strokes. So mm-hmm. that keeps you You're clean not inside to go and sideways. Out. <laughs> That's true. You're not supposed to, but <laughs> it makes it all yeah. <laughs> mm. Um, he considered not showing up for recording, but we persuaded him. Here he is. It's Tony Walsh. Ayuga? That is a Harry Kane joke. It was a bad yes. one. Um, oh, I see. Yeah, there you go. You do know that most of your introductions are Spurs related, right? You get that I don't know. over yeah, the years? I don't know why. Yeah, but not enough Cowboys references. Yeah, I'm sorry. They jingle jangle? Tony boy? <laughs> uh, as for me, it was 100% worth the lack of sleep to see that win. I am your host, Chris Knowles, and now to our show.
right, first up this week, we are, of course, diving straight into some CanCon. Uh, we are going to start off with the men. So the losing side, no. Um, it was a frustrating loss for the men in that uh, Gold Cup semifinal. Um, one of the best games that they've played, uh, I think, in the last year, two years. And, you know, I think looking at it, deserve to go well deserve deserved is always a loaded word in sports right but deserve to go to added time if nothing else just to you know finish that out but yeah that the the ending it was disappointing but up until the unfortunateness that was such an enjoyable match from canada um so many like good, strong performances. Uh, obviously, Tejon Buchanan continues to impress. Um, missing not just the players they were already missing, the usual suspects that are off in Europe or waiting on contracts or nursing broken ankles or whatever. His, his ankle's not broken. I'm kidding. Um, but also missing uh, Lucas Cavallini, who would have been you know, you have to imagine the, the, how, the, how he would have influenced that by his experience um, playing in Mexico. Um, and then, and I feel weird saying this, but we were missing Kyle Lahren because, you know, he scores goals and things now. So mm-hmm. we have to miss him. But we were. And to have that performance from, from this team um, against, uh, you know, one of the best teams in CONCACAF, uh, always, a, you know, a team that they haven't beaten in, what did I, what did I say? It was... 19 years something like that haven't had a result in 12 years something ridiculous long um a team that we generally lose to and and rightfully so because they've Tradition. always been that much better um Tradition. Tradition. but this was a lot this 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 game felt much different um sort of similar to how the the costa rican match felt in terms of how Canada played and the control they had in that match and the level of play, this felt similar to that. Um, And a nice sort of like potentially a corner turn for the, for the men's team. I'm thinking, I don't know. Like I just, I, even though they lost, I still came away from that match feeling really good about the squad, you know, obviously result, not good, but that performance 99% 99% of it, really, really good. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the tournament as a whole, if you, you know, especially you put together the, the game against Costa Rica and then the game against Mexico, then, you know, all right, yeah, put those two together and that does, you know, seem like some kind of turning point, some kind of milestone, whatever you want to call it, something that announces that, hey, yeah, Canada is uh, going to be a serious contender for those uh, World Cup qualification spots. So, you know, that's progress right there in itself. Hmm. I, I think the, the Costa Rica match for me was uh, technically, I, I, I found it more that, you know, they exerted their control. They did well against Mexico. For, for me, the, the thing against Mexico, my takeaway from it is that they competed and that was, you know, and, and that match could have gone a number of ways. It was a bit of a strange match in the end, you know, lots of odd circumstances, but um, it's like they got through Costa Rica. They beat them to, to kind of show that they were, guess what? We're in the top, you know, third now 
It's still going to be difficult to get those results against USA and Mexico. They're still the juggernauts of, of the region, but I, I think showing that they could uh, get past that uh, kind of classification, just one, but maybe slightly below those two, but still be in the match against them. Cause I think they would have given the USA a, a, a good run as well. Uh, to me, that's an important takeaway because that puts them, you know, considering they're missing, you know, some of their best players, that definitely puts them in the conversation, the argument for uh, World Cup qualification. And I don't think that's something we've felt before. Oh, no. And I think, um, well, one of the things, so we'll talk about the final very, very briefly. We're not even going to get into the match at all. But, you know, it was a 1-0 win for the Americans late, late, late in the match. And... You know, I didn't, I really didn't watch hardly any of it. I, I chose not to, maybe I, maybe I should have, but I was like, ah, whatever, we're going to see these guys in like a month anyway, so who cares? Um, but I was surprised, I was, when I saw the result, to see how low scoring it was. Um, mm-hmm. But then thinking about, yeah, how the game against Mexico played out, a couple of the American matches throughout the tournament that I did watch or watched parts of, um, seeing the more even playing field for the level of play, but also thinking about the match against Mexico for Canada, like they came back, which is, I think something that is such a positive sign is that they didn't, you know, it didn't discombobulate them. They didn't chase the game frantically. There was a purpose to what they were doing. Um, There was a lot of smart, focused play. Um, There was very little panic. And I think that's the thing that stood out for me is that this wasn't wasn't a panicked Canadian side. This wasn't a side that dropped their heads. They were like, all right, fine. They scored a goal. Now we have to get one back. And they did. And it was lovely, lovely goal. Um, But that doesn't happen a lot. This is a, a new generation of players. And I don't think they're necessarily dogged with that. Mm-hmm. monkey on the back that Canada used to be like automatically going into a Mexico match saying, we just need to hang on and hope for the best. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, there's a, there's I more of a bravado with these players. They, they're, they're playing at a different level than, you know, um, for the most part, former Canadian sides. So I, I, I'm not sure they, they bring in those same the emotional baggage that we do watching necessarily. Yeah, for um, sure. There's some projection. I'm sure. For my, for my, for the more steamed colleagues on this, uh, do was that um do we know if that mexico side is close to kind of their world cup qualifying you know their full side or did they were they missing any serious parts i don't know exactly i mean there were definitely you know names in there that i recognized this wasn't a, a complete yeah. b team by any means i think you know you can look at the us team and think yeah that was pretty b teamish yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah so I feel like sort of Mexico was. You know, there, there were definitely some people in there that I I recognized. So I not that I'm taking anything away from it, and and I mean Canada's that wasn't well Canada's exactly that wasn't Canada's A team either, right? Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm just I was just trying to um, see if we could kind of gauge where like you know if that performance was against nearly their A, then it's even better. But anyway. Either like, way, you know, it's, all like, kind of, it's all kind of subjective anyway. You know, they were missing Chicharito, so, but has he, 
Mexico. He hasn't really played. He hasn't featured for Mexico. He's just an MLS player. Exactly. Like he's he's an also ran. Um, obviously, Jonathan DeSantos um, was two Santoses. Yes, was well, but okay. <laughs> too many. His his um his father died uh, the day of that match. Wow. And he still played, and wow. um, which was his choice. They they were very very clear about that uh, afterwards that he wanted to play. Um, said his father would have wanted him to play, but you wonder if maybe he was a little more distracted. But I still I think that they were, for the most part, um, a pretty strong squad oh, yeah. from, from Martino. Um, but definitely again, not taking anything away from it or trying to like. Oh, say, yeah. You know, it was mm-hmm. a, against a weakened side. It's just just trying to gauge like how close to the, the Mexico level. we see we see next time. How you know if oh, that's for sure. pretty much the same team. Well, we're gonna we're gonna Don't see them in a month and a bit. Dos Santos' dad, I think said the, the naming thing, he was just Johnny Santo. And then oh. you know, his son was Dos Santos. Dos Santos' son will be Tres Santos, and Cuatro Santos. That's that's how they do it. That's uh, just how that works, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's so, yeah. so cultural. Rest in peace, Johnny Santo. Johnny Uno Santo. Yeah, depends exactly how you want to say it. Oh, Duncan. Before um, mm-hmm. Anyway, I think... Uno um, Santo, yes. The other thing, obviously, with this match, other than, again, an incredibly strong performance from the Canadians, and if you're a fan of the of the program, you're a fan of the men's side, truly, it is something to be proud of, um, loss or no. And um, you could see how upset, like, obviously sad and emotional the players and John Herdman were afterwards because, because they knew what a strong performance they had put in. So that was like hard to watch, but also like sort of heartening that they, they know, they know how good they were in that match. And they know that this is now they're like, all right, there's a month to world cup qualifiers. We're going to take this and we're going to run with it sort of thing. Um, But now like, and you, and you, you guys brought this up already. So with, you know, Canada seeming to be really rounding into form these last few months um, and two really strong performances in the gold cup, uh, do you does this give you hope for the world cup qualifiers because you know we're always a little uh you know there's always going to be the americans in mexico and then who takes that third spot do you have more of a you know what like this could be them and we're not just being wide-eyed and naive i'm not gonna like uh get crazy but i think i didn't feel maybe a year ago that we were in, I've referenced that kind of second range of teams under the top two. And I didn't feel that we were with them necessarily thought mm-hmm. we were kind of the, the bottom rung of the octagon, you know, the seventh, yeah. eighth kind of team. And then now I kind of feel that you no, know, you know, we can go head to head with that second right, that middle mushy middle. And from there, you know, best team win, best team over, X amount of games is going to win and get that, uh, get in that third. I think first and second still looking super hard. There's just so much depth on those two teams. Um, but you know, that, that third spot, I don't, I don't think it's, I, I feel a lot, uh, more confident that they, uh, will competitive, competitively have a chance to go for it. 
Yeah, agreed. I mean, I was thinking, you know, qualify for the octopus. It's like, hey, that will be really good experience and just a lot of fun to be able to watch those games and what have you. But yeah, I mean, they're not going to win, but it'll be fabulous experience for, you know, a few years down the line, you know, probably four years down the line uh, when they get to this stage again and, you know, that next time they'll be able to do it. But yeah, I mean, you're right. I think they should be doing better than, well, you know, maybe they'll win, you know, just some of the home games here or there and get a few points. But, you know, they, they should be doing fairly well. And, you know, it can't help but think that it's going to come down to, you know, within the last game of the last couple of games and they're still going to be in this. And then it's just a question of, you know, can Daniel Henry have a uh, a mistake-free game this time, or can he not? And you know that that could well be the difference of everything. Fifth, it is. Stop it! <laughs> Stop! Stop! Marcus, I've lost track of what we're talking about. Um, we're Canada. talking about whether we think the Canada <laughs> can be one of the top three in CONCACAF after World Cup qualifiers. Are they going to um, make it? Yeah. Are you more confident that they could or they, they, they will as opposed to, like, I know six months ago, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, sort of happy to be here. If they put in a good showing, that'll be nice. But now I'm like, hey, I mean, how you I, doing, CONCACAF? Like, I kind of feel like it's, I, I feel like they've been going from strength to strength from game to game. and mm-hmm. and And just not even so much tactically which by the way tactically they're they're pretty good there's there's still things to work on but they're pretty good they're aggressive they're attacking they're creative these are things i don't normally associate with a canadian men's national team Fair. Uh, and they looked all of those things but the the thing that i loved against mexico is they didn't look scared they didn't yeah. look intimidated they gave no fucks absolutely none against who they were playing against and that's exactly the mentality you need to have Granted, there's a lot more, there's a lot more, um, um, shall we say, uh, culture to talent on the side where either they don't care about, oh, it's Mexico, like they don't get up for it, they don't, they're not attached to history as much, or they played against some of those guys and go, yeah, I can handle them. And, and it shows, it absolutely shows. So, uh, I mean, I don't, in my geography based mind, I always thought, well, why can't Canada be the third, the third constantly, consistently the third best team in CONCACAF? And then, of course, you know, you find out why. Um, and <laughs> then and, you go and, to a game. And then you go to a game. <laughs> or then you, then you watch games from Swanguard. And then you watch games from uh, random, best, random best pitches best. in the island. And there's nothing wrong with yes. The point is, is that <laughs> years and years of, of, of watching. Like the mediocrity just, it's just like calm. It's like, oh, okay. Beating Costa Rica was like, okay, no, these guys are legit. They're not fucking around. And then the then they played Mexico. At which point did I really not think that Mexico, I don't want to see Mexico deserve to win that game, but Canada didn't deserve to lose that game. That was, a, that was as close to a 50-50 game that I've ever seen. And, and like, like we've already discussed, these are player. These are. This is a team that's. It's not the. It's not the best. It's not the A team that Canada can produce. No, not at all. But holy hell! But look what they did. Even still, like, yeah. Holy hell, we can be missing 
two or three key, key, key players and still do that? I'd say four or five, actually, but. You know, let's just round up to 10. We're missing 10 <laughs> of our most key players. <laughs> that totally seems fair. That works for me entirely. The entire starting Canada 11 field, won't be there. Canada fielded a, a Canada B2A team. Okay. That's like a subset <laughs> of a subset. And, and they, and no fucks were given. And that's all I've actually ever really wanted out of a Canadian men's national team. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's to just show up, just show up. The last time I can honestly say Canada looked like they, they showed up against a big time opponent might. Nations League. Nations League, maybe Nations League, but like. Well, they beat the, you, they meet the Americans. Yeah. Decisively. But, yes, that's true. That's and true. And is the Nations League and something gusto. that counts though? Is it? I, I know people like, act like it does it, it, it means something, but. If it I, counts as like the rankings and the coefficients. It counts, it counts, okay. Yeah, it counts in all of those things. Yeah. It counts that there was two. Honestly. It's a glorified friendly. I I would rate the Gold Cup higher than the Nations League, and 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 you and probably should. But it counts at the United Nations. They're serious about it. Yeah, Yeah, they have an insecurity council that that Canada is a part of. So (laughs) we're we're the president of that council. Yeah, Uh, are we? Anyway, um, because they're insecure, they would say that. Yes. So yeah, I'm. I'm. I. Obviously, the pinnacle is to be in that top three without having to, you know, have your lips snarl when 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 you say the H word um, or or go, are Trinidad still good or are Jamaica still good or are Costa Rica still good? like all the all yeah. that that second tier of Concacaf teams. And what I mean by second tier, I don't mean like second division. I mean like the first tier is Mexico, yeah. United and, States. Second yeah. tier would be Costa Rica. Jamaica, Trinidad, uh, Trinidad, probably like El Salvador, like sometimes, sometimes, yeah, but, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like, like that they did part well in the Gold Cup some, for, for parts of it. Yeah. And for, for a long time, Canada's outside of that second tier. Yeah. And I don't, I, I don't, I feel like it's premature to say, Oh, we are definitely in that second tier. I know. Oh, ask me, I, ask I, me, I feel pretty strongly that they're there now. Ask me in another cycle. And if we're, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask you in a month is what I'm going to do. Fair. I'm sure you will. Um, we got to fill time on this fucking podcast. But my point is that <laughs> really, <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. You, you don't listen to it. But my we, point we is are always struggling to get to fill time. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it we got the 60 seconds on. clock that ticks in the background and then doubles back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Christmas um, is a really, really thin time, but, no, but, but honestly, if, if it, I want to see, now. Now that we can see consistency, now I want to see longevity consistency. All right. So we'll again we'll talk about that soon because those matches are <laughs> they're coming up fast, people. Fast and um, furious. The only the only two brief thing, things I, yeah. coming up on what Mark said. It, the only difference, like maybe we shouldn't forget, is um, you know how actually traveling to some of these places will be. There hasn't been a lot of that in the last mm. during this. You know, they've improved over the last year and a half. Yeah. So that that is a wrinkle, going to some of those uh, countries, playing, the, you know, mm-hmm. they're very difficult. So there's that. But on the other hand, back to something Mark said about the, and we talked about the players not necessarily having the baggage. I think, you know, having more than ever a Team Canada whose squad is made up of players who play for major or fairly major clubs, yes, they see, you know, they see the, 
sometimes the best players in the world, especially when the Daves are back, you know, they, they, they play against the best of the best. And so, eh, you know, Mexico, yeah, they're great, but uh, they've seen great players in champions league or whatever competition they may be playing in. So there, uh, there mm-hmm. maybe isn't that fear in the tunnel that, you know, when it used to be a group of guys who were playing for, you know, North York Rockets and a couple of Swedish clubs. God bless them all. Mm. <laughs> or Darlington. I wouldn't put Darling. them down low with Swedish clubs. Come on. They're, they're <laughs> pioneers of the game. Yes. Okay. So before we leave this, I do have a question that sort of has been, you know, people have been discussing since the, since the match, of course, is what happened at the end of the match? Um, so what happened was, is that Mexican fans who were displeased that their team wasn't winning. And, uh, it's usually when it happens when things aren't, aren't going well, um, and who have been warned in the gold cup, there's already been issues. So the chant was happening. So the ref stopped the match and Canada had been towards the end of that match on a, you know, in, in pretty good control. We're doing a lot of good things that are knocking on the door stuff was happening um at the very least this match looked like it was at it was headed to added time if nothing else right um so the match gets stopped and there's already a bunch of added time coming it was what was it seven minutes it was a lot of added time um because of of, of stoppages in play injuries that kind of thing um but there was more because of the current regulations in which they bring all the players to the middle and the game stops and then try to get the fans to not do the chant and so on and so forth. So the game was stopped for a significant amount of time. Everyone got to like pause and reset and that sort of thing. Um, and then of course, late, late, late into added time, Mexico scored right towards the, the very bitter end of it. Right. Um, and some people are looking at this as, the that the stoppage in play for this chant that Mexico were somehow rewarded for this instead of being quote unquote punished. And it's not the team that's meant to be punished anyway. It's the fans or con- I don't even I don't even know who we're punishing anymore. But like, do you do you subscribe to this notion that this stoppage in play worked for Mexico as opposed to against them or against anybody or it's just you know what? This is just what happens. It's professional football. Stoppages in play happen for a multitude of reasons and teams need to accept it and, you know, react to it as best they can. I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to it really, nor do I subscribe to the notion that it was done intentionally because I won't give credit to the people who use that. Oh, is someone saying that? Oh Oh, yeah. That that, that it was some kind of like conspiracy in the stands by Mexican fans to who stop the play to change the momentum of the game. And so I was like, yeah, those people don't, couldn't rub two sticks together. So I don't, uh, I don't give them the uh, collective brain power to say, let's come up with a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, We're in trouble. Let's say this now. And that'll give the yeah. team time to regroup. There <laughs> was that, there was that thinking going around, which is just mm-hmm. a bit daft to me, but um, yeah, no, I, I kind of think uh, even though this is way worse a reason to stop a match it's not that different than you know streaker coming onto the pitch or any kind of other stupid reason where matches get stopped it happens it's football it's 
it sucks that it, it happened to Canada, but yeah, I don't, I don't think Canada was necessarily um, hit worse by that stoppage than Mexico was. Mexico just, you know, it was just one of those things. Um, as far as punishing them, though, eh, you know, that's got to come from FIFA from the top. Yeah. If, if it's truly a problem they want to address, then they got to look at other options. Like, I mean, we've talked about it before. How do you, how do you know, well, we know in this situation whose fans they were, but you know, I don't know. Do, do they stop the match and that's it? Three nil for the opposition. Who knows? That's, that's a, a decision. That's no one at FIFA or CONCACAF or anyone has the guts to make. So don't expect anything like that anytime soon. But I mean, at this at the same time, like, <sighs> like I understand the stopping the match, the reason for it to try to illuminate that it's wrong, what's going on. But if it's just like, oh, we're going to stop it, so you kind of get a little quieter, then off off we go. This seems useless. Well, because it is meant to be in stages, right? Because there was at least one match where it got stopped multiple times, and the match was almost. I think yeah. it actually almost got to the point where it was going to be called in the favor of the opposition. Um, but they also do wait an awfully long time before they do this. Um, uh-huh. I, where it's like, I'm like, really? You couldn't just stop the game and say, I don't know, the 53rd minute, the first time you hear inkles, inklings of this. No, no, no. It always ends up late in the game. And yeah. it's just, and that's, that's, that's a, that's a refing thing. That's a CONCACAF application of what this is they are attempting um and it's it's the mathematics of boredom and fueled by uh cerveza as well sure sure and 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 displeasure right like i think you like if you watch the matches in which this has happened it's when mexico is not playing well like it's 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 fan frustration again i'm not saying they're doing this because they you know matches have never been stopped before i'm not saying that's what was happened but that's meant to distract the other team right that's why they're doing it they're getting pissed off so now they're going to haul out you know their favorite or the old whatever right so but I don't know, really until until you know the guy guy or guys standing up and doing it the loudest get um, shouted down get shouted down because their team just was handed a 3-0 loss in a world cup qualifying yeah. and their own fans turn on them that's when that's what yeah. I'll change. I will say in uh-huh. in the I think it was in the Canada match they did show again not everywhere but they they did pan to some fans in the crowd in the in the, like the in the heart of the supporters who were like telling off their fellow fans for what they were doing. So and that's not something you usually see, and that gives me like this tiny little friction of hope that. There yeah. is a, a although a, this match is a I, I know change. it's not really a neutral site because of the large population, but it's it was in the states. You know, when the matches are in Mexico, I'm not sure there's that. Um, who knows? But we've never yeah. seen it at matches in the states either, right? With a large Mexican population or fan base, right? So anyway, just to see it happening I, I, at all, I sure I want to yeah, yeah, have but, put some hope in it. But I still go back to the yeah. But I still go back to the fact that until their own fans truly turn on each other yeah. because they they've hurt their team. Yeah. But that but saying that we and we've talked about this a few times. Really hard to do for officials, especially in a mixed stadium, mixed crowds. You know, knowing where it's coming from, all kinds of things. There's there's a lot of difficulties with that. Not so much when it's Canada, Mexico, because there's not a massive amount of uh, traveling Latino Canadians. 
but uh yeah not easy mm-hmm. yeah, yeah but I, go ahead Duncan, sorry yeah i was just saying i mean i do think you know Mexico came out of that whole stoppage better in the way it helped them. But I don't buy into the whole thing of, oh, you know, it's because of that that the game lasted so long for them to score because, you know, that had already been worked into the seven minutes of injury time or what have you. Yeah. you know, the fact that it went nine minutes was because a couple of Canadians kind of like ran into each other and decided to do the whole, yeah, let's just, uh, you know, lie around for two or three minutes and waste some time kind of thing. So, why did it go to nine minutes as opposed to seven minutes? That was Canada did that to themselves. Um, the other thing I've got to say about this, you know, my joke I've thrown out there before is that they weren't, you know, saying what we think they were. There was actually a uh, homage to Joey Saputo, and uh, I the reason I bring this up again is because uh, it's came out like a couple of weeks ago, two or three weeks ago now. Maybe. Apparently, yeah, sort of Saputo have gone and bought Wensdale cheese. I'm horrified. Oh, no, that yes. is horrifying. <laughs> yes. Wensdale Cheese is now owned by Joey fucking Saputo. No. Oh, no. greatest monster. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's uh, terrible. First, I... first Bologna, now this. <laughs> <laughs> My sandwiches are ruined. Yeah. Oh, that is. Oh I... no. Yeah, I was, I was appalled uh, at that. But anyway, that's... that is that is distressing. I yes. don't know if I can go on with the show. <laughs> oh man yeah huh well I, then I, I kind of feel like with uh i don't i don't i don't buy into the conspiracy theory i think it's i think it's silly pants however i it's kind of like you know the whole that whole thing of like well if we'd scored on those two shots we would have won the game and i i always think like that's not how momentum works yeah. um like if you might have scored if you scored in the first one there's there's no there's nothing that says you would have scored in the second one that yeah. opportunity might not have happened because they would have figured out oh we fucked up on defense now we need to plug that hole you know you take it you break through a defense you should take a shot and you miss the defense yeah they fucked up but what did it cost them nothing so anyway my point is is that uh we'll never know uh if that if that huge delay made a difference in the game because Canada was looking pretty good and the stop kind of reset everything. Uh, I, I'm not going to say Canada absolutely would have won that because it would have went to penalties and I don't even want to think about that part. That part sucks, (laughs) but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I think it was far too convenient that it happened that way. It was shit that it happened that way. It was, you know, nearly the, the, the death of the game and they scored the game winner like fuck and and what's funny is is that going back to again of all the ptsd that the canadian men's national team has provided over the years at no point did i have like that squeaky bum time like yeah mexico was pressing my that canada's handling this perfectly fine at no point yeah. did i feel like this is the dam is about to break so with the reset or not i was actually like i was actually shocked they scored you know, five years ago, me would have been like, of course they, of course they let it in. Fucking idiots. You know, but today I'm like, oh shit. Okay. Damn it. That sucks. Like it was a very different reaction. So, um, yeah, no yeah. conspiracy. That's Excellent. Um, so moving on from, from the, from the matches, a couple little, a couple little things, uh, Canadian men's national team related. Um, 
Uh, Theo Corbinu loaned out to Sheffield Wednesday. Sure. Who do you think? He'll he'll hopefully get a lot of playing time rather than just small little bits. So that can't hurt. Because he's been he's been a nice he's been a nice sort of an unexpected addition. Like I I've you know he hasn't played a ton so far for the national team, but when he has played, I've I've quite enjoyed him. So yeah, yeah. he shows promise. He Give him a, a full season of Ex- you know, exactly. regular play in uh, the the tough hard whatever of where the fuck is Sheffield Wednesday now? The league Are one? they League One? They I think so. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, so get him into shape, no problem. And then uh, the the Jonathan David situation. So, Lee will keep winning, and he's still there at least for now. Yeah. So, and although although rumors continue that they're still looking to sell him, but and Liverpool are interested. Apparently. Who? Are they, is, that, is that a thing? You mean Everton? What? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, oh yeah, Sheffield Wednesday, our league one. Um, but yeah, so it's it's interesting just to see like the balance of that. It's like, well, they're doing pretty well. He's still there. Oh, but they're still trying to sell him. So who mm-hmm. knows? I just hope he doesn't go to somewhere too big. And then get stuck on a bench. Yeah, yeah. Stay at uh, what would would be a good level? level, You think between Lille and Too Big? I don't feel like Lille would be a bad place for me. I mean, no, no, no. But if 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 because there's money. So is Liverpool too big? Yeah, Yeah, I think so. A little bit. He he would not be a you know regular every game kind of starter. They've got you know at least four good strikers already, and he would be a you know. Maybe get you know, one out of every three games here or there. He'd come on as a sub, and yeah, it'd be nice for him to be like training around people. I'm sure, but yeah, playing time, go to a, a mid-level team, you know, somewhere in Germany or mm-hmm. even you know a sort of Leeds kind of level, you know, something mean- like that. But, but like Duncan said, Lille probably is the best place, but they have money issues. That's the problem. And right? that's the thing, yeah. yeah. That's why they're um, looking to sell. So Yeah, and he's a hot property, so it makes sense from their point of view. But, I mean, yeah, you'd kind of rather see him be the big dog. Ooh, pun. Um, you know, for another <laughs> year or two. And then and also play, you know, Champions League and all this, yeah. the big stuff that goes with that. That'd mm. be kind of probably good for him and his growing career but uh yeah no you wouldn't too much too soon to go to one of those uh quote-unquote giant clubs yeah you know maybe we'll fit in at spurs after they get rid of hurricane oh god no they destroy him yeah really why why do why do you hate canada duncan come on now no no the last Jonathan, good canadian goal good canadian goal score we had a spurs was paul Stolteri. and look what happened <laughs> uh, played okay with spurs i know i meant afterwards um and then uh richie sorry or richmond i do like calling him richmond uh laie or larea um so he, neither. Okay. It, call me either. Yeah. So he put out uh, an excellent 
an excellent post um, that was uh, it, it did make it did make me laugh because it was kind of like, all right, everybody, listen up. You know, here's the situation. And uh, I, I, I appreciated his like I really liked his explanation of how his last name is pronounced and why there's two ways. Um, also, I very much like the subtle. Um, so no one has approached me to find out. <laughs> so, I mean, if, if this wasn't his doing, if he didn't kind of initiate this, who did? Where did this even come from? Is what I, I want to know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go on a limb. I'm going to guess uh, Mr. Richmond uh, Larea. Uh, he, he likes odd, too, when he watches his campiel. I'm going to guess that. <laughs> Mm. He does not listen to Odd One because Odd One, he's an Odd One, but he's a fucking dipshit too. Um, <laughs> wow, I, yeah, I, I that was, it's, it, like I didn't know, I didn't know Richie Larea was my friend, but it turns out he is, and I hope our friendship is eternal because that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> So it's either Larea or uh, Laie, yeah, um, or Leia. I, I, I mean, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong now. I'm, I'm reading it. Um, but one is sort of like the, the Canadianized English way of saying it. The other way is the Ghanaian way of saying it. But he is like, it's fine. Go ahead. Whichever works for you. Um, How does he feel is- about the R-Dog? Uh, you know he hasn't he hasn't gotten back to us on that yet so um we'll have to we'll have to send him a note and see i don't know he would you know he might be feeling it we'll see Um, Uh, the one the one thing that i'm amused at with it with this pronunciation gate i hate when they put gate at the end of things like oh it's a gate it's a gate for sure it's still um i don't i can understand how how you know in in ghanaian speech i guess you get Lai out of that. I don't understand how we got Larie, Larea. I do not fucking understand it. L a r y e a. How the fuck did the English get Larea? That is clearly. Have you seen how the English <laughs> pronounce things, Mark? Come on. That now. is clearly a two-syllable last fucking name. Okay. <laughs> like you have hard to, on the English here. Like mm-hmm. even even if you were mm-hmm. going to go three syllables on it, be be Laria, which is. Not Laria at all. Oh God, Laria maybe. Laria, Laria, Laria in the middle. Laria. What? Okay. Anyway, yeah, immigration does weird things. Yep. <laughs> So all of a sudden Gretzky's with a Z-K-Y. Hey, what? Yeah. That's not how Eastern Europeans spell things. I was Wachowski when I showed up. <laughs> yeah. Those bastards. Weren't you Filipovich? I try to hide that sort of thing, Tony. Sorry. That, big, that brings up... Way to go, Tony. Memories. <laughs> Sorry, Dimitar. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be okay
Next up on the show is the Canadian Women's National Team. Carbon um, noise. Woo! So exciting. So exciting. Um, they won. It was awesome. It was it was awesome. Actually, you know what? It was it's not just because they won that I am so jubilant, although that is huge and wonderful and delightful have you turned off all caps yet on twitter i've just forgot to check (laughs) i think so i think i think i think i finally managed to to take that key off sorry um i was very happy and working on four hours sleep so um don't 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 dim my joy um anyway so they won which is huge so the first you know their first time advancing to the gold medal match um they're only the third team to have uh to have medaled in back to back to back uh olympics um but more important is how that game went and how they played and the quality of the play within that huge part of that of course is 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 beating the americans right like it's it's revenge for london it's a psychological barrier um is beating the americans but also just to come out and have such a strong game to to have such a complete game from so many of the players who put in um really really strong shifts for 90 minutes um people who were subbed on who stepped right into how the match was being played. Um, the team that managed to absorb that terrifying triple sub uh, in the second half, that I was, that was, yeah, that, that, that did not make me feel good. Uh, uh, when, uh, when those players came on, I was like, I was like, Oh, right. Yeah. You have scary, scary depth that you can just be like, Oh, I'm just going to sub on Carly Lloyd and Megan Rapino and God, who was the third sub? I remember now. I don't care. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was all terrifying. They were all three of them like good players, but also all three old players. It's like, yeah, yeah these yes, are people exactly. you've been losing to for the last 15 years. So, well, and, hmm. and that's something that, I think because people keep talking about how this was like a shock upset of the Americans. And I disagree with this a little bit because if you look at this American side um, through the Olympics, not their strongest performances at all, but over the course of say the last, the last year. Yeah. This is an aging team and this is a, a, a team that, the Canadians were sort of headed down that path as well before some of the young players were being brought in consistently and being given starting minutes and being given sub, you know, you know, substantial sub minutes, that kind of thing, and really being worked into the squad. Um, So I think you have to look at that, but you also have to look at the, just, you know, the quality of the play from some of the Canadian players, um, Vanessa Gilles, who has had an incredible tournament, but the last two games really put, um, really sort of announced herself as as not just a, a really good player for Canada, but just a really good player. Like she still doesn't even have double digits for caps for Canada. Um, 
but she was amazing in that match versus the Americans. I did not know about her nickname, um, the, the magnet, because if a ball comes near her head, it's not going anywhere. It just sticks. Um, and, uh, but she had what, like 13 clearances or something crazy. Like it, she just had a huge match, but you can go down the lineup for Canada for many of the players and point out, um, really really strong performances again throughout the tournament but also in this match uh, i'll continue to say sing the praises of ashley lawrence who's been incredible mm-hmm. for canada um she is ah she's such a force I, I love her to bits um i still would love to see her in the midfield because she's very 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 good from the midfield but given the constraints of olympic squads who are you going to put in her place if you take her out of the defense crickets um so it's fine that's where she is uh steph labe again um huge tournament for her playing you know through an injury or after an injury i don't know there's you're, there's you're the one who wanted to put Aaron mcleod in i know yeah. well not for this match um the last match is different mm. <laughs> i i hey i i admit that i was wrong um but this was an overall really strong team performance and a well-coached match from Bev Priestman. Um, and I think, I think if you look at the last few months as well, that you can, people can start to maybe breathe a little easier about Priestman being in charge because there's been, there was concern when she, when she started. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And just to have also uh, to have um, a team that has the presence of mind and a player in Christine Sinclair to know that she should not be the one taking a penalty in that situation. When you don't feel, I don't feel like that would have happened before. I feel like that's something, you know, presumably in training, they've figured out who's our best penalty taker. And they've figured out, yeah, it's actually Jesse Fleming. Oh, yeah, um, they said they, they talked about it, right? Like yeah. they talked about it the day before. But also in that situation, also who was in net for the Americans, right? Which is the goalkeeper that Christine Sinclair plays with. So mm-hmm. that's who she plays her club. You know, that's, that's so she knows her game as well. You know, just to add like another layer to it. But it's good to have a player who or players that are like, yes, you should be the one taking this not me, even if people expect me to take it who aren't on this team. Do you know what I'm saying? She's she's got enough goals already. (laughs) Fair point, Tony. Very fair point. Never have enough. Never enough. Mm. I feel it was a good game. It was a very sort of cagey and defensive sort of game that Canada was going for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, fair enough. That's a very valid tactical choice. But, yeah, they did play it very well. I mean, even after Canada had scored and when like, the USA was you know, going at it uh, a bit more, and then at that point Canada was you know, seriously oh, yeah. defending him at that point, a lot of the time just kind of kicking it out to no one, which wasn't ideal. Um, but, I mean, even then, you know, they, they hit the bar once. Aside from that, you know, I, I don't feel like Labe had to make one save that I thought was like, oh, holy shit, I wasn't expecting it to get to that. And there was like a couple of chances maybe where she should have been, you know, challenged more. But, 
know, they didn't. USA had most of the possession, had a lot more shots, but they didn't have that many good chances and they didn't really do well with the ones they had. So it's like, yeah, you know, yes, Canada was defensive occasion, but they, they weren't lucky with that. It wasn't a, holy shit, they were all over them. How the hell did we get away with it? It was just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, we've decided this is the way we're going to play because that's what is going to give us a chance to win. And they played it uh, very well. And, yeah, you know, they mostly it, it, it needed. They needed the penalty to get the goal because you know they, they weren't really looking like creating much from open play. But you know it's the kind of game they were playing. It was always going to rely on something, some you know moment of inspiration from one particular player or something to happen that would give them a chance. And then yeah, turned out to be a, a VAR penalty. So good mm. on them. Yeah, I mean, sure. Probably in a perfect world, would like to see them a little more in the final, at least a bit more on the front foot, a bit more creative. But, you know, it's they know the USA well, obviously, play many times. Yeah. And, and, and like, yeah, if they get like, into that kind of game with the US, they're probably going to lose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, but like Duncan said, this, the, they chose that style and they executed it well, other than that late uh, shot that hit the bar. That their crosses, they pushed them out wide. They channeled them wide, and you know they couldn't penetrate off the flanks. And so they started relying on crosses that weren't, you know, uh, getting anywhere really in the danger area. So, well, they got to Vanessa Gilles, yeah. and then they left the danger area. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you'd like to think that was exactly how it was written on paper this is what we're going to do and and it worked out that way and if it is awesome um again uh, not too dissimilar from what we spoke of of the of the uh men's match they showed that they can go you know head to head with arguably you know maybe not the best ever right now best version of their squad but you know hard to argue the u.s women's program at any time so and that's what counts. You show up and you you uh, have it. Give yourself the chance to win. Agreed. So now they are in the gold medal match. Very exciting um, versus Sweden, which is less exciting because they have been probably the best side um, throughout the Olympics um, in terms of just overall performance and. Uh, it's. I would have rather yeah. played the Australian. How, how much did they beat the States by? Was that like three nil, four nil? Five the group nil? stages. Mm-hmm. It's okay. five nil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought at the time. Now it's like, oh. Well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, great, thanks. That's that's so. Now you guys can do that. Huh. That's so we good. We have to get someone needs to get into their dressing room and steal the Allen key. Then their plans are fucked. Yes. <laughs> that, that, it'll all come together then. No, it won't um, come together. It'll stay yeah. apart. Exactly. It'll all just be in a flat box. <laughs> um, but they, uh, they've they been very, very scary um, throughout. Uh, and, and they score a lot of goals. Um, and that's that's sort of the thing to be 
the most concerned about, right, is is the fact that they just sort of they're basically been scoring goals for fun, you know. I, I until until their semifinal match, they hadn't scored. I don't think less than I think they scored like three goals in almost every match. Um, Swedes never seem to be having fun. <laughs> well, in this particular tournament, they sure seem to be. Oh, I'm sorry, they only beat New Zealand two uh, nil. Not uh, have you watched their cinema? Ugh. <laughs> Dour. Um, but they have anyway. They have been, you know, like the top of this tournament and so rightfully again back into the into the the gold medal final um where they were in rio now they won silver in rio so they'll be looking to change the color of their medal as well um they have a lot of talent up front they have a lot of different uh avenues in which to score goals and they haven't seeded that many either so doubly frightening because canada struggles still uh for the mm. most part to score goals um and while they have been defensively stronger um it is still concerning now that doesn't mean this is an unwinnable match canada's not just going to go in and be like okay thank you for our silver medal that's really nice um this is a you know this is a beatable team but i think this will be a more difficult match um, as opposed to playing the Americans in terms of the quality of the opponent right now. And, um, you know, you have to hope that, uh, like Christine Sinclair has obviously been carrying a bit of a knock. Hopefully that she's healthy for, uh, to be at as close to top as she can be. Um, and curious about the decision that Priestman will make in the, in the defense does, uh, uh, Gilles continue to start over Shalina Zadorsky because she's taken her spot the last two matches, right? So, uh, and done wonderfully. Like it was an unexpected, um, kind of an unexpected thing, but she's she's done so well that, you know, Zadorsky on as a sub going forward, or at least right now, doesn't seem as unlikely. And um, yeah, you have to assume she's going to start as mm-hmm. many I, I, many attackers, I think. And that's the question. Someone asked me this, whether how Canada should start this match, um, taking on the Swedish side that is scoring so many goals. And I said, go full out just to start. Like, just do it. This is, this is your chance because they won't expect it because Canada isn't a, we are going to attack you with everything we've got from the very beginning kind of side. And I feel like this is like their chance to try and sneak a goal in, you know? <laughs> Right, but again, I have, you know, there's maybe a reason for that. I know. And is that, you know, they're maybe not quite, uh, you know, not quite good enough. I mean, if you can keep the current side and add in Christine Sinclair from 10 years ago, then sure. But, you know, as it is, it's probably, you know, it's just the, the, the best bet is to play a very similar game to what they did against the States, is, you know, keep it defensively solid, just try and stop them more than anything and then you know, hope something comes up at On some point and you can take a chance here or there I, you know ideally I, i'd like to be wrong about that and think they could go out there and be all sort of cavalier and hey they just trade chances after chances and end up winning a, a seven goal thriller but 
that seems unlikely. Oh, I don't think that's going to happen. I was just thinking, just in the you just immediate... want them to go out there, get one, and then exactly like the like, like like yeah. go like ten twenty minutes, just be like full tilt madness, and then settle. But that could just be insanity. I don't know. I'm not a head coach for probably a very good reason. <laughs> Mostly your anger issues. Yeah. <laughs> Shh. I only throw carrots at podcasters, not at players. You're the Roy Keane of podcasters. <laughs> mm. <laughs> My childhood dream. Um, Roy Keane. Uh, not Robbie. Right. Or the Damn band it. Keane. No. No. Or Roy no one wants that. No one wants that. <laughs> yeah. Or Roy Orbison. No. Or Roy the Rovers. Oh. Or Royer, the guy who plays for uh, Red Bulls. Oh, yeah, that guy, yes. It's not even the Rick, voice. Rick Cropper runs the uh, cafe in Coronation Street. Hmm. Could I be like Roy Choi that has the food truck empire? No. Damn it. <sighs> Famous Roy. Worth a shot. Uh, Brian anyway. Roy used to play for Holland in Nottingham Forest. Mm, nice. Uh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. I, like I don't want to cut my hair, though. I love my hair. No, forget that. Um, so right now, this match is scheduled for Thursday night, uh, 10 o'clock Eastern, which is, you know, Amazing. a much friendlier viewing time um, for those of us in Canada. However, you, you say right now, yeah, 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 maybe you know about this. Go on. Now, that's why I said right now. Yeah. Um, however, there He's is a building rumor. drama, Dunk. There yeah. is a rumor that the game will be moved um, for safety and weather reasons in Tokyo to Stockholm um, to a less. <laughs> oh, damn it. Conquer again. <laughs> <laughs> to a less. Oh, my God. It's so fucking hot time of day. Um, but I mean, when is ten a.m.? When is ten p.m. Eastern? That's like eleven a.m. in the morning. They're thirteen I mean, hours ahead. How, yeah. How soon does it get really fucking hot over there? It's the time of the rising sun, Duncan. How how far back are they going to have to push it until you know into the night before it, it would be better? I, I hmm. well, so like the the last. Do they just do it earlier? It start at like seven o'clock in the morning over there. Maybe, yeah. They they haven't uh, haven't seen. I haven't seen more other than the uh, the tweet from Martin Bailey. I don't know if anybody. Sorry, Martin, sit down. Um, mm, safe don't he's anybody, not listening these days. No, he's, he's, too, busy. he's too busy. He'll get to this in a couple of weeks or so. Even <laughs> then, he'll still possibly injure himself. Mm, quite, because we said his name. Yeah, sit down, future Martin. Sit yes. Down. Ooh, future Martin. Yes. I think he has a jetpack. His stats are out of this world. Talking of jetpacks. Anyway, so I think um, that they, they have to decide this obviously very soon. Because um, part of the part of sort of like the fun of this of this match, other than the fact that it's the gold medal, is you know, it's meant to be the, I guess it was meant to be the marquee match, which is why I got a very friendly North American time slot. Because, oh, I wonder who they thought was going to be in that final. Not us. <laughs> yes. We'll, how, we'll how, how does 
10 a.m. Sorry, how does 10 p.m. over here translate to uh, Sweden? That's like 4 a.m. in the morning, I'm presuming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Six yeah. hours ahead, yeah. yeah. Learned a deal. Ooh. Gottenberg. Yeah. <laughs> Move out of Europe, Europeans. Okay, so as a, for, for an example for the, for the weather work. right now, so it's, it's 8 o'clock in the morning-ish in Tokyo. It's 30 degrees. Jesus. That, that does seem hot. Yes. So, I mean, does it just, it gets cooler at night? It is, you know, Generally, when are going to have to play work. this? Oh, yeah. yeah how, how late are they, are they going to have to go? If, uh, it's Tokyo. Nightlife. Shibuya. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to see here. Um, so, what is it looking like here? In the evening, in the evening, it drops down. Um to below 30 so that's something and the sun's not there so you know mm. 27 around nine o'clock okay. uh, humidity seems to be a great deal less um basically my, and- my, my only concern is that it's uh, a good time over here so yeah either move it <laughs> earlier than 10 p.m or move it all the way back so it's like 8 a.m in the morning because that's doable four o'clock no, no. One o'clock. Yeah. No. Eight a.m. a.m. Here is what is nine p.m. There. Um. Yes. Uh, so we just had thirteen hours. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's what like two in the afternoon in Sweden. Ugh, everyone's a winner. Yeah. Good point. And the sun will be down, which always makes a difference. So. Yeah. So viewing party at your local coffee shop. There we go. <laughs> is there are there coffee shops with nice or or. Is there a brunch restaurant with a huge patio that wants to host a viewing party um, at eight o'clock in the morning? I'm serious about this. <laughs> mm. Scallywags would have been open. Oh. Oh. Anyway, um, so that is the uh, that is the wrinkle, potential wrinkle for this match. Um, however, before we move on to other parts of the show, the other part of the show. Uh, of course, the question is, is do they win? Predictions. What are your thoughts, gentlemen? Yeah, let's get sentimental and say, yes, they do win. 1-0. Uh, the, the only shot on goal Canada has all game uh, will go in. I do you, do you fear... want to call a goal scorer there, Duncan? No, not really. <laughs> That's fair. That's safe. <laughs> sorry tony go ahead i was gonna say i just fear that they've slayed their their giant in the semi-final and maybe might run out of uh, a bit of gas for the final and you know and sweden being pretty awesome too that might be a lot but i think it'll be close uh i'll see two nil for sweden sadly that doesn't sound close at all meatball eaten Fuckers. (laughs) Fuckers. <laughs> Mark? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, uh, similar to what Duncan said, except I'm going to go uh, 2-1 Canada, Oh, where the only two shots they have all game both go in. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, both, it's both equal holy shit and holy shit. <laughs> all right Kristen, keep this going yeah, yeah. um i i 
from a yeah, I'm like all in. I'm going with the no two one win for Canada. Um, there will be more than two shots on net. There will be three. Pretty um, stuff. And it will be there will be a goal piece in the first half, and then the winning goal from Canada will come late in the second half. And I am not picking goal scorers either. Um, but I think I think they have. I I just yeah, I think they have momentum. Or just, I just feel like they they feel very strongly. Um, I'm sure Sweden does too. But I just have a good I have a good feeling. I have a good feeling. I hope. Mm-hmm. I hope. I hope. Before we're sort of moving on to anything, we talk about just yeah. general sort of reactions that were out there and everything was all, you know, big, big emotional, what have you, which is delightful to see. Sort of like Karina LeBlanc, sort of nearly mm-hmm. almost crying on TV and everything. Like, oh, this is all delightful. Was, I enjoyed that. Oh, I thought there was a however coming. Okay. No, 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 not at all. Yeah. No, no, no absolutely. Be fucking sentimental and I cried and what have you and all that sort of thing. It's like, yeah, no, good it was for great. Those guys, yeah. I, I I cried while it was happening. I I was I was a I was a mess. I know that's shocking to everybody, but no, it was. It's nice to see like everybody just coming together. Um, I, I do. Sorry, that that made me think though of of Megan Rapinoe, um, the, the the remark she made that. I think I, I personally feel like people are sort of taking a little too hard, although it's fun for us to like be like, you know, stupid Americans or whatever. When she was like, I don't think we've ever lost to Canada. Um, and I think it was more of a bemusement, not a not an indictment of the Canadian side. Maybe it was. Who knows? But um, it just sort of made me chuckle a little bit in the aftermath. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she was mostly talking math. If you look at the the head to head record, not, yeah. like, not like not like she was said said something outrageous. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it was mm-hmm. it was a factual statement. I, yeah. She probably had never lo- played on a side that lost to Canada. So I don't think she has. Mm-hmm. No. New new but, new experiences uh, for everybody. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to see some Americans looked as if they're as very sad or potentially crying out on the pitch as well. It's like, well yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll, nice. I've got no problems with that. I'll enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's, yeah, that was, I think the, yeah, just, just, just to see the ongoing reaction, um, from, from people, um, football players and, and other, other athletes and just, yeah, it's, it's really lovely, um, to have that. And I'm very happy for them to have this moment and, and for it to be a, a really positive um, thing for the women's game. And I hope, and well, it needs to be, but I truly hope that something gets built off of this for the women's game in Canada. Um, that, you know, cause you, you, you don't want to throw away this kind of um, interest and profile and, and, um awareness of the women's game and let it let it die and, and without doing something to advance the, the 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 program to get 
a women's league. Sure. We have to get to the NWSL sides, which I think mm. is the more likely. Apparently, you know, that's what they did in 2012. You know, there was a lot of interest then, a lot of momentum did shit all with it, but apparently it fully inspired like this current team nine years later. Here we are. Yeah. So proven, proven record of success. Let things happen, then do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Development. <laughs> it will just happen organically. It's fine. Yes. Kristen, stop complaining. <laughs> yeah. They got a bronze, then they got another bronze. Now they're getting at least a silver. You know, our plan, better, our, our non-plan is working perfectly. Things are getting better on their own. <laughs> Leave them be. I can't wait for the TED talk on the reveal. <laughs> <laughs> so people of, you know, Montvic, you know, pretend, you know, people have often asked, well, what's uh, what's the secret to Canada's f- uh, f- uh, footballing success in the women's game? And click to next slide. Do nothing. <laughs> Click next slide. Fuck all. Next slide. <laughs> Why bother? And there you go. <laughs> Apathy Shirts available metals. in the lobby. Girl <laughs> <laughs> uh, of women's game, goddammit. Yeah. Stop talking about it. It will. Shh. <laughs> Uh, all right. One little thing before, sorry, I realized one little CanCon thing, a uh, little CanPL mention. Um, CanPL started back up in home stadiums. Lots of delightful pictures and videos of, of fans in the stands. Um, saw a couple nice PFA displays. Uh, so recognize that union really well done by some of the supporter groups and just fans who have, uh, have t-shirts have made their own shirts uh, keep the momentum going. It's fantastic. And then um, Ben Fisk is signed to his fourth CanPL team. Ooh. Is this four? He's the Kai Kamara of CPL. Hey, I, I know, but I, I feel Kamara, like he's Dominic Caduro. <laughs> I feel like he's going to burn through the whole league pretty fast. Hey, it was like he's signed with the Pony Boys. Um, well, at this rate, that's only like two years. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he can retire in glory. Um, anyway, so yes. Uh, so yeah, Campiel matches are happening. Uh, again, I know Mark is going to the, uh, the Handy's home opener tomorrow. And uh, say after recording. Oh, that's right. The pies. Yeah, we got I'm excited. But, um, I shouldn't be, but I am. Because here I am. <laughs> what, what pies do you have? Don't know. What pies do you have? Don't know. Oh. Mystery pies. Where are they from? Mystery are these place. Sharon's <laughs> proper pies. Ooh, mystery pies. Kind of how can you sing uh, We've we've got some uh, other former pundit that opened up his pie shop in Hamilton. Uh, mm. Jerry Dobson uh, has got a pie shop now. <laughs> and, uh, oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I desperately couldn't think of another. <laughs> No, you nail person, it. Just other person. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're, uh, you know, they're a little dry, but they're Gary's. really meaty. Like it's great. They're they're you know, um, Vic Router. Make the pie, no. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the I right there. I'd be I'd be ordering. Uh, I'd, I've already ordered. I'd have pre-ordered. I'd pre-ordered before you even book. Uh, uh, trademark the name of the fucking pie place. So. Since you 
<laughs> so to to close out our show, I don't know. There's still there's still time. People settle in, get a drink. Um, it is TFC talk. We're uh, uh, we can blow through TFC. this. No worries. Yep. And uh, we've got a few things. Don't to get discuss. that drink. Um, the uh, TFC hosted Nashville on the weekend on uh, Emancipation Day, uh, August first. Well, really well done by the TFC BIPOC group. Uh, as well as the supporter groups that pitched in to uh, make that TIFO display happen. That looked great. Uh, love to see that. And um, that was probably the, the most positive thing. Ah, <laughs> oh, the match wasn't that bad. It wasn't great, though. Ooh. <laughs> what was that? Uh, it's the over, it, it's, it, that's the end of the show. We're running out of time now. <laughs> I was like, what on earth? Oh, good game, everyone. Good game. Good game. <laughs> Yeah. Somebody else needs the ice. They're flat because oh. Zamboni's coming out. <laughs> did, did we even get as far as the score of the TFC game? I don't think we did. Well, the horn's gone. The horn. Yeah. They can't say no to the horn. Anyway, um, a 1-1 draw. Um, again, kind of a, I don't know. It just sort of felt like a bit of a meh game, you know? It was like, ah, stuff yeah. happened. There yeah, were things. You're- first half was good second half yeah. was thoroughly met oh yeah the second um, half was wow. yeah bring on yeah. dom dwyer that'll help um oh yeah but Omar gonzalez scored a goal actually the goal was fun because that that was obviously something they'd worked on tfc scored on a set piece i'm so mm. confused um but so that was fun that part was great yeah, and the rest, little, the rest uh, of it was just kind of uh, it's okay. Scoring goals is fun. This is the analysis we bring. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Strong. Sweet. Looked like they're having fun because they scored a lot of goals. Uh, <laughs> yeah. TFC See, scored a, scored goal a goal. And looked that like was great fun. fun. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, made, Omar Gonzalez made. was rejuvenated yes. with that goal. So uh-huh. um, we, we may have, we have made discovered something that we should bring to uh, the FIFA boffins in Switzerland. Yeah. <laughs> Scoring goals equals fun. Um, That's right, Tony. Fun is fun. <laughs> yeah. mm. So that match sees TFC uh, undefeated in five games. <laughs> that's, yes. That's, I know that's the spin. <laughs> well, but that is strong, you know, considering how many defeats before, you know. Um, and you, you mean without wins? That too. <laughs> um, but it's obviously needs to be more if they want to achieve this lofty dream of somehow getting above that line. They're slowly making it, but they have to, obviously, they have to do more. Um, and the next two matches, uh, tomorrow night, day after recording, and this Saturday, um, won't be very easy. We talked about the union match um, last week, but I did want to just mention one thing um, about this. On the fact that the union has been playing Are you going to well. bring up the union again? Jesus. Davy Clark is, is going to hate you. Never going to get our, our KNPL credentials, are we? No. No. I don't. Um, I don't recognize this part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
is that other than the fact that, like I said, the union haven't been playing very well. So they're kind of, you know, a bit there for the taking, although Andre, like, anyway, um, is that Pozuelo is going to likely will be out for this match. So he was a very mm. late scratch on Sunday, um, you know, had been out for warmups and then was pulled as a, for a precautionary measures um but stated today that he's day-to-day and really why would you why would you risk him why would you have him travel all of those things so it sounds like he's likely out for this match but back hopefully expected to be back in the lineup for saturday um i i i feel like we were all sort of were we all kind of met about the union match last week in terms of results I thought they'd win Union. Uh-huh. I took, yeah, that was part okay. of my the, the four point uh, discussion yes, we had. That's right. So I feel like that sort of increases their chances. You know, no Pozuelo certainly helps other teams. So the match, if we look ahead to Saturday, the the Pizza Rats match. That's back here at BMO Field, eight o'clock. Um, Pizza Rats are playing very well at the moment. Um, and I exactly it is very much a boo. Um, this is their year. Maybe finally, maybe they maybe they figured it out. Um, but they are they're 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 on a bit of a tear. And uh, again, scoring their, their last two matches, they scored nine goals in their last two games against uh, Orlando, who has been one of the stronger teams in the Eastern Conference. It was a five nil drubbing. Um, and then Columbus, who haven't been, you know, terrible. Um, they beat them for one in their in their last match. So it's uh you know, they're they're very much in form. Yay. And climbing up uh the standings in the Eastern Conference. So so that's fun. Um, but their record away at least is not exactly exemplary so that's good um obviously toronto and 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 uh city light have a contentious history (laughs) there's been a lot of goals scored there's been a lot of emotional matches um between the two clubs and uh expect the same i think on 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 the weekend regardless of who might be missing um someone who looks like won't be playing will be uh sabasa endo he won't be playing playing. uh he Hmm. looks like he's out uh for a little bit uh from reports today uh a lower a lower leg a lower leg (laughs) i know i know but no it looks like it's a leg injury uh leg injury uh so uh, he's expected to miss uh, the next two matches. Um, at least that's the current uh, thought from TFC coaching staff. Um, hopefully, uh, our junior will be back because he's been injured. Um, he's day to day along with Pozuelo. Um, so, yeah. Yay, Pizza Rats time. Um, is Kamal Lawrence going to be back? Why wasn't he at the uh, the last game? Jamaica got knocked out a long time ago. Yeah. What's going I, on with Kamal Lawrence? I don't know. And no one seems to be talking about it. And mm. I was hoping to see something from, you know, on Twitter from today's press conference, you know, all the different people that ask questions. But either nobody asked 
or the question wasn't answered. Um, I seem to recall, and I don't know if I just imagined this and one of you guys see this or not, that someone saying that uh, he was missing due to personal reasons. Yeah. Am I the only one that saw that in a tweet? I don't remember that. But, okay. uh, mm. I could have hallucinated it. It's possible. That's um, a boring hallucination. Yeah, well, I'm <laughs> kind of a boring person. You need new drugs. I really do. Or just Send drugs, please. Creativity. Um, <laughs> and it does make sense. I feel like if he was injured, that would have been, that would have come out and... Yeah, but if somebody would be saying something about that, if it is a, a personal issue, then this may be it. It's either that or, you know, he's the other guy that doesn't have his COVID uh, vaccinations and what have you. I don't know. Intriguing. Intriguing. But yeah, mm. there's, there's no reason why he wouldn't be back by now. Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know what's uh, what's happening and, now. Uh, because certainly they could absolutely use his uh, his help. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I mean, no one still don't want to say Mora. anything. <laughs> hey, now, don't uh, don't twist my words there, Fletcher. You stop it. Nice Canada, you know, so Toronto really needs a different left back than just tomorrow, <laughs> says Kristen Knowles. <laughs> Oh, always, always in with the main chance, right? You're just waiting, mm. just waiting. Mm -hmm. um, barring that, uh, I'm quite happy to see Justin Morrow step in. Um, all right. And there are two matches. Into your week, hallucinations. So. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, player to watch from the Pizza Rats for this match. Gonna jump in first so I can say Frankie called Medina. Because he is actually really good this year. And he's got like seven goals already, so it's not just a fun name. <laughs> Duncan was like, no one is taking this from me. I this really think mine. I should get I should get dibs on Tone Loke references. And why? Because you're Tone E. Yeah. Closer than Dunk can. <laughs> Mm. Well, is that, the same, is that the same Duncan we just played against recently? Because he did really well. I feel like we do play pizza rats a lot. But, uh, it always seems that way, doesn't it? It's uh, like them again. We only played like them, Columbus, and Orlando. I, I figure, yeah, we, we don't, don't we? The fact that we haven't played Orlando for two weeks is really confusing. I know. Uh, I wonder how Bear is doing. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I uh, hope he can. I hope he with, thinks about us. I'll, I'll go with Tony Roca because I couldn't have the Tone Loke reference. So there you go. Aww. Yeah. I'm gonna go with uh, Valentin Castellanos because uh, he, not only has he got goals, he's got assists, and I hate those guys because uh, they're the ones that scare me. Holy Ooh. shit! They have a Libyan on their team. That's awesome. <laughs> Run, Bounty, run! <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, fuck, it took a second. Oh, oh Jesus. That was good. That was really good. That's really good. 
Yeah. It's uh, also a uh, Tigre. It's, uh, I don't know what his first name is, but Tigre is on the team. So. Oh, Pearl. <laughs> Probably. Like he is he an Earl? much, though. Yes, he's, yes, the Earl of Tigre. <laughs> yeah, it's Tevon Gray, apparently. Yeah. Um, I went. I went with uh, um, Amundsen. Uh, no relation to the Explorer, which made me very sad. I was hoping there was like a direct line, but he's Danish as opposed to being Norwegian. But um, I'll have to watch out when they're uh, when they're attacking to the exactly. South. So it was concern. Um, but I, I went with it anyways. I just I, I like the name. Also, he seems to be having a decent season, so. Um, but only four starts, so maybe not. I don't know. He's who I've chosen, so there. It has been said. Mm-hmm. Um, predictions for this one. 1-1, one, another dull, meh, 1-1 one, one kind of game. So tell them we'll do a, you know, a bunch of fancy things that come to nothing and just one fancy thing that does actually come to a goal. One way or another, he'll be involved in it. Uh, aside from that, yeah. Yeah, sounds about right. I'll go with that too. Okay. Just can't be bothered. <laughs> Marcus? Um... I'm going to go with, I'm going to say 2-1 New York City. Uh, I, I, yeah, they're, they've won their last three, and uh, they're not totally garbage. So, uh, I mean, the, 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 not that I want the streak to end, because every time they get a point, it becomes that much more hilarious uh, about Chris Armas. Uh, so, I... I, I really want uh, I really want that to continue, but it's got to it's got to stop. I don't think it's going to derail anything. I just think it's going to stop, and this is an opportune time for it to happen. Unfortunately, so. Hmm. All right. I went with entertaining goal fest three uh, two win for TFC. Ooh. I know. What? I know. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> Why not? Pozuelo, Pozuelo will have missed two games. He'll be raring to go. You know, they'll be, they'll be back at BMO. I don't know. Why not? What the heck? Um, One thing, just, sorry, just yeah. to, to go back to being back at BMO, going back to the, the Nashville game, I feel like I saw it said the attendance or something was on like 9,000 and something. And I feel like that, that's less than it was the game before and I'm thinking did they just cut capacity or TFC fans got bored with it's old having, news. having a team again already <laughs> um, I can't think, wait to go back nah, wasn't so great. I, I, I think there's a, a few factors for that um, long weekend um, they're also you know there's probably some, some COVID concerns for people in terms of maybe being at a match and not being certain about the, you know, the ability to physically distance as well as they want. Um, Cause I know a couple of people who've gone to one who are a little uncertain, who don't necessarily want to go back yet again after the one. Um, 
yeah, I think there's I think there's a, a few a few reasons. Be, yeah, I'd be curious to see what the attendance is this Saturday in terms of whether there's a, a noticeable increase. And uh, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it maintains sort of a, a an even level for the next. So please, in Toronto fans. No, <laughs> that's, oh, that's true. nice. You're back. Yeah, whatever. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> what have you done for us lately? Exactly. Um, all right. I do have a question. I was going to talk about Coach Havy, but I'll, we'll skip that and just go to the this, the other question. We'll talk about him next week. Um, he'll still be here. He'll, he'll be here Hope next so. week. Yeah. It's not um, like they're looking for anybody else, are they? <laughs> well, I was going to say, should they just leave him in charge for the season based on current results? Mm. Seems to have done fairly well in the in the in the interim um but let's get mexico to fire tata martino <laughs> now that they lost the gold cup then he can come here surely yeah. that's coming right yeah they exactly can, they can find somebody else to get them through world cup qualifier and this guy's no good for them <laughs> and, uh, um yeah. the mls transfer window uh closes on thursday so two days from today day of recording are we going to see TFC make any kind of moves, you know, whether like at all, what do you think? Do you think there is something coming down the pipe? Um, I've heard nothing along those lines, really. Maybe it's just that I'm not paying attention or that nobody's paying attention because there's the Olympics and this and that and what have you. And but, It's the uh, perfect yeah. time to do a surprise. Usually, usually there's uh, rumors of things before things happen and uh, there haven't been. So, yeah, I'm going to say no, they don't. And we're stuck with uh, Gonzalez and El Salvadorian Gold Cup hero Zavaleta uh, and uh, Mavinga as, as the centre-backs to, to get us through. And uh, yay. No one has seen anyone in Yorkville, so it's not looking likely. It's true. Tony, you have like one job. We well, have two jobs, live froms, but also running into people in Yorkville. Come on now. Is that all I am, a live from? Pretty That's much. what I am to you? Yep. Well. <laughs> it's really good live from, though. Don't like, don't. Oh, don't forget yeah. the zip don't zap. Diminish it, you're, 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 you're a zip zap as well like that yeah, the catchphrase is so money yeah. what are you, what? not anymore i'm not say it come on give Tony, the people what the they want give the people Tony. Zips Yay! 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 it delivers all the time mm-hmm. um, yeah. i i uh i would love to see some kind of a transfer move i don't know uh i don't know what they would possibly be what could possibly be out there uh, aside from Kai Kamara? That would be still Junior nice. Hoylet. Oh. Be nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Junior Hoylet. I, 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 that's the, that's the one. Like, if they're not going to get a defender, and it seems more and more like they're not. Although, who would they make room for, with Junior Hoylet? I'm saying that seriously. I wasn't being sarcastic. I wasn't searching for a name. Must um, we have to dump someone? Dom Dwyer. Dwyer. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, let's not forget uh, Mr. No Shots. Uh, Dom Dwyer? Down. Oh, no. I mean, he's... Oh, he's, that guy, yeah. He's a liability yeah. at this point Double because he's a, he's a healthy player who can't play. Good point. Mm. 
So um, anyways, sign Junior Hoyland if you're not going to sign a defender. That's my two cents. Because they're not yeah, going to sign Pat Kamara, apparently. Canada will have a lack of players from unattached FC then. You're hurting the national team. Sorry. I'm selfish that way. Yeah, I, I honestly I don't I don't think they'll do anything either, but um it would be curious just because because so much so many other things are going on and yeah, people's focus is is split, right? So this would be the time to do something, you know, and really surprise people because no one is watching right now. Dun, dun, dun. Attendance is dropping like flies. Gotta have a new shiny toy. Well, True. we'll find out. We'll find out on Thursday, and we'll talk about it next week. Um, all That'll right, be well, fresh. Exactly. <laughs> and really, is is the transfer window closing? I feel like there's always transfer windows and this and that, and then people just keep getting transferred anyway. MLS is more like like French doors. They're always yeah. swinging open and closing. And it's weird, and you can see what's on the other side. It's very strange. It's not a traditional window. Well, they have a lot of them to begin with. (laughs) But this is, you know, allegedly, this is the secondary transfer window. Um, Secondary, Jesus. When's the primary primary one? one When's the tertiary one? (laughs) There's got to be there. Yeah. Yeah, well, apparently. And then it's, oh, then there'll be a thing where, oh, your players can just like release players and they can sign places at free agents. A quadro. Uh, <laughs> it, it's never over. Oh, the quadras when it all comes alive. It ain't over. It ain't over. All right. Well, what is over is this week's show. Um, that has Already? been ready. Yeah, I know. It only started <laughs> two hours ago. <laughs> Stop it. We're leaving now. But it's, but it's only 13 hours ahead in Japan. <laughs> this is our show for the week. We're done. <laughs> um please join us next week uh when we look back at uh a hopeful glorious gold medal win for the canadian women's national team uh a couple toronto fc matches potentially a new player because of the transfer window but not really um we'll talk some campiel we've been sort of uh you know giving them a bit of short shrift lately and more I have been joined by the entire Vocal Minority Podcast panel. To be found out there on the Twitter is at Duncan D. Fletcher, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. I'm kind of sad Kyle Lowry's going. Yeah. Get into other yeah. sports. But, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Thanks for everything, Kyle. Hmm. Save that for the Duncan Duncan podcast. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, out there on the tweet machine at Malarkey FC, Mr. Tony Walsh. Zip zap. Yay! Yay. <laughs> wow. Uh, on the Twitters at Kitner and Mark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. Uh, you have been so kind to us, and uh, we appreciate your continued support. Uh, we got shirts. It's on our Zazzle store. You can find the link at our website. And um, to, uh, Duncan, I'll be happy to let you know what pie flavor actually exists at uh, at uh, at the at the Handy's game? If it's yes. more, if it's legit more than two flavors, I don't. I I might be stuck there, just paralyzed with choice. Because so, I'm really yeah. just expecting one. It's like, yeah, what kind of meat pies you got? 
meat. Meat. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. I'll I'll take one. I, I meaty would, Dobson. Uh... <laughs> Ew. Don't ever Google that, by the way. It's not what you think. <laughs> the dictionary. Steak Here we go. Title. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. I, dude, let me know. I'm, I, I'm look, hoping to get to Hamilton for games at some point this season, and uh, that would be a, a good encouragement to get me over my uh, just general uh, the idea of having to wear a mask for a long time in a row. Fair. Fair. Um, <laughs> as for me, you could find me on the internet. Yes, the entire internet at Kaza Knowles. I've been your host, Kristen Knowles. And until next week, Canada, get used to it. Bacon cutting! Goodness.